Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. everyone welcome back to secret histories of nerd mysteries my name is host brenda this is episode 31 it is i'm host austin and i can yeah i just barged through austin's the... introduction no 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 i'm the i was fact checking while brenda was saying her name and it is in fact episode 31 i i have the i have the data right here and uh here's some here's some paper foley for you all <laughs> <laughs> i've got more paper foley if you need it um give me a second that sound nice yeah that's good no that's good no that's perfect cool, cool. i have some i could slurp some water too i'm sure the audio would love that oh oh definitely <laughs> like i'm looking at the levels and they just look healthy <laughs> um we have some some good nerd news and some hmm nerd news <laughs> let's start out with the good nerd news yeah uh yeah uh pokemon snap this morning got a release date did. of april 30th um, it looks nice. I'm excited. Torchic cooks an apple. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's like a lot of emphasis put on meganium yeah, on both that... the box art and in the trailer. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird because I was like, oh, megan like there's this part in the trailer where there's like glowy and you're like, oh, it's going to be a legendary. And then it's, it's just meganium. It's not even yeah. like mega meganium. It's just meganium. And you're like, it's just... okay. All right. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> choice, to say the least. I mean, it looks cool, but it's like, Meganium. Oh, okay. Not Charizard or a Legendary. Or I mean, like... hey, I'm glad it's not Charizard. Listen. Yeah. I, I love Charizard. <laughs> Fire looks like a dragon. Totally my vibe. Yeah. I If I see one more Charizard, I might choke slam it. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many Pokemon, and like we're all like, yeah, Pikachu, Charizard, that's it. Those are like, the two. You there think, are only two Pokemon. Do you think parents now, instead of calling them Pikachu's, call them Charizards? Has Charizard <laughs> made it to that level? I mean, maybe. I gotta I know. feel <laughs> I feel like parents these days, though, grew up with it, so they're just like, they know what a Pokemon is. That's they're not going to be like, yeah, they're not going to be like, all anime is Pokemon. They know what an anime is. We're all kind of nerds. Do you think? I feel, I almost feel bad that kids won't get that. Yeah, I feel like that was a very formative experience. It, it's just like a really good inside joke. Like if you like if you ever don't know a joke to make around people, you can make the like your Pikachu's and your like go like you can make like a that parent joke and everyone will laugh. Yeah, but I feel like nowadays it doesn't translate quite as well because like kids don't have that experience. Yeah. Like their their parents knew what anime was, so yes. <sighs> feeling say, old. Say lovey. Yeah, it's true. Um. So the hmm nerd news is all pretty. <laughs> so it's 2020. It is the as of right now the 14th day of 2020, and every day of 2021 so far, some black creator has been attacked on the internet. Um, it's been nonstop. Just nonstop ridiculousness. Um, it's so 
some of the creators are like uh oh hey dj on twitter zombie bay mm-hmm. kills on twitter mm-hmm. and critical bard on twitter and they are dj is a comic artist um Zombie and Critical Bard are content creators. Critical Bard does like music and stuff for tabletops and is like tabletop streaming and video game streaming. Zombie mm-hmm. does like um, video game streaming and other <clears throat> content creation, I believe. Um, but they all three have come under attack for not it's the crazy thing, right? Is like it's not it's not all interconnected. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like completely separate. DJ From, yeah. came under attack for edits that Viz Media made to the Rosario Vampire manga in 2008 before he worked there. Yeah, I mean, he just got a job <laughs> at Viz, right? Like, yeah. like a couple, like maybe a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what DJ's job with Viz is is to make sure that like manga is perf- like is um, formatted correctly for digital like digital services. Mm-hmm. That's all that he does. He mm-hmm. is an artist, and he has done work on like. Uh, his own graphic novel and then like the Gretzko uh, comic book series. Mm-hmm. But his job is not as an artist. It is to format images to make sure that they look good in on digital devices. Right. So he had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and people are just like, fire him. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't work there yet. And also, he also explained like when edits like that happened, because the edit was... In the Japanese manga, you could see boobs, and in the American manga, someone had a bra on. Yeah. Which is, like, what whatever. Like, pe- like nerds, for some reason, get, like, up in arms, like, they're censoring the art. And it's, like... Censorship! It's, like... <laughs> like... It, it, that, like, there is a very real conversation to have about censorship of mm-hmm. media when it goes international. Like, the Sailor Moon anime, making them cousins, that was not okay. That was bad. <laughs> I've been, like, trying to, like, write a, like, a video script that kind of touches this topic, mm-hmm. and it is so, in, it's so complicated yeah. to, like, try to, like, articulate exactly all of the reasons that this happens. It's, yeah. it's a lot. But, yeah, yeah, censorship has a history, especially in America. Um, but I was reading that, like, a lot of times when, like, edits are made in mangas like that, um, the original artist is the one who actually makes the edits. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not just, like, some random person drawing a bra over some titties. It's, yeah. like, the original artist who wants their work to have a more international audience making changes for it to have a chance outside of Japan. Exactly. And it's it's also, like, um, you know, DJ explains in that thread, like, he's like, we can't edit. Like, when we get the artwork, it's done. Like, we don't edit that. We edit, mm-hmm. we edit word bubbles because we have to translate it, and it has to, again, like, we want it to block right, and... They format pictures. Mm-hmm. He's like, we can't edit the, the... It just goes to show, like, stay in your lane. Like, I don't know the work that goes into, like, making a manga and then getting it digital. But I, yeah. you can't, like, when you get an image file, you cannot, like, make complex edits to that image file because it's flat now. Yeah, pretty much. It would take, like, a lot of work to be able to. It's easier to, like, have it done at a much earlier stage. And mm-hmm. DJ was saying that, like, when he gets the images, they've already been in print. Like, the manga version is already, like, out to the publishers being mm-hmm. printed. Literally, he's just making sure that, like, things don't get cut off in a digital screen. Yeah. That's it. That's it. it it's just absolutely wild. Like, and... DJ is, like, really cool. And an incredible artist. Yeah, he's so, like, a he's fuck a everyone great, involved. With this. Yeah, he's a great guy. Like if you're, yeah. if you got a problem with that, fuck you. If you're upset about like 
if your crusade for censorship is you want to see anime titties, like, <laughs> later, shut up. Go to bed. Yeah, it's, it's like, you can see titties elsewhere. Yeah, I'm sorry, like, <laughs> manga from 2008. You know, and, like, manga translation is a lot different now. So who's who's to say that, like, if Rosario Vampire was not edit like, released today, maybe the titties would be there. Who knows? Yeah, it's all know. just really stupid. It's just, like, you if you want to seem that bad, just go look up the original. I don't know. Like, go... If you're over 18, go watch a porn and see, you can see titties there and you can move on. We live in a day and age when titties are very accessible. (laughs) It's not hard. It's really not hard to leave people alone. And so like that happens with DJ. And then literally the next day, uh, so Twitch, because there's the PogChamp stuff. The original person for PogChamp turns out to suck. So Twitch. There was a coup, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, there was a coup. Uh... Twitch wanted to keep the culture of PogChamp alive, so they've done what they do is once a day they elect a new PogChamp, and whenever you type it into chat, that person's like emote is the emote. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day was Critical Bard, super exciting, should have been a great day. Critical Bard yes. then got harassed, raided, and attacked because people went through his tweets, as you as happens to a lot of people when you get something happened big. To, happened to being dead. <laughs> God, Bean Dad was this year, everybody. Um, <laughs> Bean Dad was last week. <laughs> so people go through Critical Bard's tweets and they find all these tweets of him essentially saying, like, people doing White Lives Matter, shut up, that's not a thing. Um, and he's like, I don't feel bad about it. And so people... Which is legitimate. <laughs> were like, oh, he's a racist. And then he, I mean, he ended up blocking his account that day on what should have been, yeah. like, a great celebration day for him. Yeah. Um, he since have turned his streams into subscriber only because it's mm-hmm. just, like, people will not stop harassing him um for something that isn't the hate if you're white it's not real the reverse racism doesn't happen shut up go to oh yeah. also go to bed go to bed with the anime titty guy yeah <laughs> both of you lay down <laughs> it's like get out of here please Jesus. like um geez. and then zombie kills has came under attack as well just frankly just for being a black woman she gets attacked every like month it seems yeah. Uh, someone, some white guy usually gets upset that she gets opportunities, and then they send their, they sent people after me, because I defended her, and I got suspended on Twitter for like 10 hours, so. Yeah, which was bullshit. Anyway, if you were part of any of that, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we weren't sure about bringing it up, but we're like, it's become such a big thing in the community for like three different mm-hmm. creators in one week, so. We just wanted to make a stance and be like, we stand with them. And if you have a problem with that, you can stop listening right now. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not sorry. <laughs> and then another day passed and another black another black artist was attacked. <laughs> it's another day, another hell. Um, Do you want to take Ray Fisher? <laughs> I will start Ray Fisher. Um, yeah. I think we'll both like just kind of fill in but ray fisher who's the actor who plays cyborg we've mentioned this before and we kind of mentioned a little bit last week that like accusations and everything was still ongoing it was this last night last night he put out a big um a big message on twitter about um how walter hamada who has just been promoted to is he head of dc films now is that yep. what his promotion was yeah he's like ceo or president or whatever title yeah. it is um walter hamada was implicit in um trying to protect jeff johns and uh joss whedon um 
who were on the set of Justice League, like, incredibly racist and uh, terrible to Ray Fisher. And it's implied other actors as well, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Who just haven't come forward yet. Ray is like, been battling with Warner Brothers and um, DC for months now about, you know, finding justice mm-hmm. and um, letting people know that this happened and Walter Hamada is not deserving of the position that he has just been elevated to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also revealed recently that he has been removed from the Flash film, which Cyborg was originally supposed to have a fairly large role in. Yeah, which is... It wasn't just a cameo. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, he had... Yeah. Yeah, he says in this statement, like, it's more than a cameo, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. they are potentially rewriting a film to try and silence this guy, which is, like, just, that's that's absolutely insane. Yeah, and it's like, you're doing this to protect Joss Whedon, who, like, has had just a lot of allegations come out against Mm -hmm. him, um, who's been, like, removed from, like, all of his projects, who's, like, you know, and, like, you know, to try to defend that, um, just absolute garbage, and Mm -hmm. then, like, Jeff Johns it's coming out that he has like a history of like racism through like out like his entire work time at DC mm-hmm. which is I mean Jeff Johns if you don't know DC very well Jeff Johns is like very big in DC yeah. like, a lot of like the Green Lantern mythos most of like the current Green Lanterns were created by him mm-hmm. um, the DC movies he had a hand in the DC shows he had a hand mm-hmm. in this is a big guy and if this if he's I do believe he is doing this stuff just so everyone knows mm-hmm. um he has to be removed from his position. And yeah. Walter Hamada, for defending these people, has to be removed from his position. Yeah, it's... I 100% stand with Ray. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, and then this morning, as we're recording this podcast, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. released a statement. It was from, like, Walter's boss. Like, it was, like, someone in charge of, like, all of Warner Brothers' situation. It was, like, the senior VP. I don't... Like, her position is, like, I'm the person above Walter, essentially. Um mm-hmm. That essentially Warner Brothers stands with Walter. They don't believe this. He's a great guy. Like, the, it is very, it feels very Twilight Zone because it's all of the buzzwords that people, that these kind of execs have been saying since, like, yeah. the 80s. And it's like, so we all know the script and you're just saying the script, which is just telling us that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because Ray in his statement talked about, like, Walter tried to, Walter essentially was like, yeah, Josh Whedon's like Walter tried to get Ray to focus on Josh Whedon, and then mm-hmm. when that wasn't working, Walter tried to get Ray to tell him all the stuff Jeff supposedly did. Obviously, trying to fish for like information so Jeff would be able to build a defense quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like absolutely ridiculous. Like this is an actor who is just trying to do his job, and he's like, "Hey, someone was stopping me from doing my job because I made a bad environment," and it it's just it's wild. Because the response is so easy to be like, oh, we'll take him off that project and we'll conduct a review. Yeah. If instead they just bared down with, like, <laughs> defending these people without, like, even trying to, like, yeah. Yeah. It's... Absolute nonsense. It's it's such not... And, like, listen, guys, your movies aren't that good to be doing this. I don't know no. what, you, what, you, what, and, you, what you think. And we say despairing things about um, Zack Snyder's ability to make a good movie mm-hmm. a lot. But Ray has come out and said that Zack Snyder is not a part of this. Like, yeah. he, they were always, like, Zack was always, like, very kind to him. And mm-hmm. so good on Zack Snyder for being a decent human being. Thanks, Zack Snyder. <laughs> well, I mean, Ray is the one who came out and was like, Zack was asked to leave because. So Zack Snyder. Yeah. Publicly, it was said that he was leaving the Justice League project because um, uh, his daughter successfully completed suicide. 
which is yeah. hor- like an absolutely horrible thing, and I can't yeah. imagine that. And so it absolutely devastating. And it made sense, like it publicly, everyone's like, "Yeah, I would," you know, absolutely. And then Ray was like, "No, no, no!" They asked Zach to leave because it was like too difficult to deal with him. And I, I get it would be hard to be around that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I could even understand if it was done out of love, if they were like, "Zach, you really don't have to be." But it sounds like Zach was kind of politely told to leave or get fired. Yeah, and it's like with some people, you know, being able, like, some people can work through that kind of grief, and some people need to work through that kind Mm -hmm. of grief. So the fact that he was potentially forced to leave when that could have been, like, a form of, like, him coping Mm -hmm. is really shitty, so. And I think the proof is in the cards. I mean, Zach, Zach has said publicly he's not working with DC again. Like, there's this, there's his Justice League cut coming out, and he said he has no plans to be on any other projects with them in the future. Um, so it seems like it didn't go well because, I mean, DC has makes may make bad movies, but they pay well. So that's that's not yeah. nothing that he's like, I don't want to work with them again. Yeah, for him, like, who's been making movies for them for, like, over a decade, maybe? Mm-hmm. What a, what a, I'm counting Watchmen as, like, the first that's fair. chunk. That's fair. Because, like, it's DC now. Vertigo doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So, um you know, he's been working with them for so long and to just be like, it's over. Like, this whole relationship is over. It's like, you know, something something big happened. So. Yeah. And, I mean, it's easy to tell when stuff like that happens and it kind of relates to our topic. I'll come back around to that. Um, so it's my week, everybody. Uh, and I tell you what, I am so excited. <clears throat> <clears throat> ah! I got a frog ah! in my throat. <clears throat> I'm going to do it's that again. It's the weather because it's so warm. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I'm so excited for this week, Brenda, because we're going to Arlen, Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> everyone, you don't understand. You don't understand, everyone. <laughs> you don't understand. Fucking loves King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill. I just, I am like 14 episodes away from my fastest watch through ever, which is 13 seasons in three weeks. So wow. it's it's all up in here. Um, <clears throat> so brief overview. King of the Hill was created by Mike Judge and Greg Daniels uh, and first aired on Fox in Jan- January 12th, 1997. And it ran on Fox until September 13th, 2009. Wait, it ran that long? Yep. It is one of Fox's longest running shows. Jeez. The shows that have run longer than it are The Simpsons, which is the longest running primetime show in all of existence in the U.S., <laughs> The longest running scripted primetime show. Sorry. Someone's going to get yeah, at scripted me. scripted primetime. Someone's going to get at me about Meet the Press. And I'm going to be like, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> yes, I guess, okay, fine. <laughs> um, the Simpsons has 31 seasons and 700 episodes. Family Guy has 20 seasons and 358 episodes. American Dad has 17 seasons and 300 episodes. Bob's Burgers is catching up to King of the Hill with 11 seasons and 204 episodes. Um, How? King of the Hill... <laughs> For its original runtime, had 13 seasons, 259 episodes. Wow. Uh, so it's one of the longest running Fox shows, and it's one of the longest running scripted primetime shows, period. Jeez, I didn't <clears> realize <throat> it went that long. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it went that long. Um, Gee. <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to clean my throat a few times. Oh, it's <clears> the <throat> Um, See, it's one of Fox's longest running shows, and at one point it was one of their highest performing shows in the first... It was like for the first three seasons. At moments, it overtook Simpsons for ratings, which is and this is still when Simpsons was kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, like... this is everybody. This is like, like it's overtaking Simpsons, and Fox is like rubbing their hands, like, "Oh, we got that. We got new Simpsons money." 
Yeah, it's like, we can have... Oh, we need more animation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Mike Judge first pitched the show to Fox, Fox was not sure about his pilot and premise, you know? So he was paired up with Greg Daniels, who had been working on Simpsons. Um, It's kind of Fox's, like... Apparently that's, like, a method they do, is, like, when someone pitches a show, they'll hook them up with a writer who's on a different Fox show to kind of steer them into, like, here's how this can work on Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, So Daniels took the pilot, and he added a lot of stuff to this show. He added characters like Luann and Cotton, who didn't exist before. Um, Mm -hmm. He reworked Dale. Apparently Dale before was just kind of a generic, like, quote-unquote generic hillbilly. Um, Ah. And he reworked Dale to be, like, the right-wing conspiracy theorist. Um, Because Daniels thought the characters needed, like, depth to go with Mike Judge. Because Mike Judge came in with, like, the social commentary as humor like just mm-hmm. kind of like straight up dry humor like it can't, like when you watch Simpsons and Family Guy there are moments where like a laugh track would make sense yeah and when you watch King of the Hill that doesn't have that it feels like a it's like a dramedy mm-hmm. um yeah which just didn't really exist before uh so Judge was so pleased with the work Daniels did he actually made him a co-creator because usually when people come in like that they get like designed by or something they get some kind of credit like that in the show you know um but mike judge made daniels a co-creator and he actually worked with him a lot for the first few seasons uh so yeah i king of the hill is very good i have so much information about king of the hill between what (laughs) i looked up and what i just know um it did you know that king of the hill is on time magazine's 100 greatest tv shows of all time really it is uh, in 2007, it made the list. Also on that list were shows like Freaks and Geeks, My Soul-Called Life, mm-hmm. The Office, both the British and US version, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Good on SpongeBob. <laughs> um, it only has two Emmys, though. Aww. It has an Emmy for voice work by uh, Paloma Adlon, who does the voice for Bobby. Um, <laughs> and it's in one episode, it's called Bobby Goes Nuts, where Bobby starts to kick people in the groin. Um, she... On that episode, she did the work, voice for Bobby, Chain, and Clark, who are three characters who, like, interact a lot in the episode, so it was kind of like, it was, it was like you're talking to yourself kind of cool factor. Um, yeah. And then they also won Outstanding Animated Program in 1999, one hour or less, uh, for, and they call it Bobby Love, which is where Bobby gets his first girlfriend. Oh. And his first kiss. Um, oh. So it's... It has, like, such a legacy. I mean, so many celebs have been through... Like, Alan Rickman was on King of the Hill at one point. That's so wild to think about. Uh, Canonically, Hank is related to one of the members of ZZ Top. (laughs) Um, Chuck Mangione, who's a real person. I don't... uh, Some people who watch King of the Hill don't know Chuck Mangione is a real human, like, saxophone player. (laughs) Um, But in this show, he becomes essentially... He feels like a cryptid. I don't know... (laughs) <laughs> how many episodes you've watched Brenda with Chuck Mangione but he is like like he shows up on everything in this show <laughs> it's like you have to like kind of search him out and like find him it's like the where's Waldo <laughs> he's, like, he's like the spokesperson for the Megalomart which is their Walmart he mm-hmm. is he's always at he's always at like their events like the main characters which is weird so I'm like are they friends <laughs> do people know him like, like for the episode Luann and Lucky get married Chuck Mangione plays their wedding song and I'm like <laughs> did they 
pay him for that? Is he expensive in this world? Did he just show up <laughs> unannounced? Um, but yeah, it's it, it has like a very long, it has a very long history, and it was a lot more influential than because I feel like I remember growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. I hated King of because you don't get it as a kid. No, it's like what? It's just like it kind of it has like a. I'm going to say an abrasive art style, maybe, Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's too real for a cartoon. When you're a kid, it's too real for a cartoon. Like, they look like people. Yeah, they look like people. There's, like, realistic expressions. There's, like, dull colors. Um, It's not appealing to anyone but adults. Yeah. Uh, And then the jokes aren't made for younger audiences, so it's, like, you just don't get it. Like, your parents are watching it, and you're just like, Yeah. It, it's it's very like it is like you're watching a like an adult sitcom but it's animated and there are a lot of reviews for it that came out like have called it like one of the best american sitcoms ever made yeah um and it it, it is it's really it's so good it is if you've never watched king of the hill um so i guess if you never watch king of the hill <laughs> so <laughs> King of the Hill, I realize I'm just, like, talking. King of the Hill um, follows mostly the life of the Hills. Uh, The Hill family is Hank Hill, uh, Peggy Hill, his wife, and then Bobby Hill, his son. And then they have a dog named Lady Bird, who is a bloodhound. Um, They Mm -hmm. live in Arlen, Texas, and they're part... They're on this block called Rainy Street, which is their, like, neighborhood. Um, Arlen, Mm -hmm. Texas is, like, a hodgepodge of suburbs. Um for the area of Houston, which is where Mike Judge used to live in a suburb of Houston. Yeah. Um, and they have, there's like, they're a bunch of neighbors. There are, their neighbor Dale Gribble, who is a, who's like a conspiracy theorist, and he starts like, they find like a good middle ground for Dale to be like conspiracy theorist, but not like cringy. Yeah. Um, Boomhauer, who is an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> You find out in the finale what Boomhauer even does for a job, and I won't spoil that for anybody. Uh, and then there's Bill Dotrieve, who is a army barber who was like... So I actually love Bill and Hank. I think Bill and Hank are the perfect foils of each other's lives. Yeah. Down to the fact that Bill wears a white shirt and jeans and the same boots as Hank, and Hank wears a white shirt and jeans. Um yeah. So Bill Dotrieve, when they were in high school, Hank, Bill, Boomhauer, they all went to high school together. Bill and Hank were football stars. Dale was mm-hmm. the towboy, and Boomhauer was just, like, a cool guy. <laughs> um, but Bill and Hank are these football stars, and Hank was the quarterback, and Bill was his front lineman. And that's why Hank is like, I can never let Bill down, because he blocked for me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill is, like, almost the opposite of Hank. So Hank is a very, quote-unquote, like, traditional like Texan he like doesn't like to share his feelings he's like a very closed off person he doesn't like to open up to people um and not all of his friends are like that like Dale can get emotional um Boomhauer is an enigma and then Bill can get emotional and so Bill is like he was like this cool football star but he was like he had like emotions he like like to help people um and difference is like Bill wants to help people and feel connected to them and Hank wants to help people and not talk yeah. Hank is like, I won't let a friend down, but I also cannot have you tell me how you're feeling because that's scary. 
because it yeah because it, it's like this commentary because like people like Hank are raised to believe that that is scary and wrong mm-hmm. um and so Bill gets taken advantage of a lot throughout his life and he ends up divorced alone and pretty sad mm-hmm. um and it, it's like almost this this idea of Bill not fitting this culture that he's not from you find out Bill is like his family's from like Louisiana yeah um and like Bill not fitting the mold creates this life for him that is pretty depressing um and he almost doesn't know how to make a life in this place he's in because like when they go there's an episode where they go back to Louisiana and he's like very he he settles in well there and there's a few episodes where he like tries to connect with like his culture there's like an episode where he like is cooking and making barbecue and like so he's like he has these things that he could latch onto, but he like won't let himself because he also has to fit in here yeah um i don't know it's just such a it's such a good show please watch king of ill yeah i mean do you want to briefly talk about the creators so like what uh mike judge was working on yeah 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 um i think if people haven't seen king of the hill maybe they've seen the before (laughs) um so mike judge before he started working on king of the hill while he was also working on his show beavis and butthead which was his first show which totally they're very different very very different show i cannot express enough how different these two shows are if you've never seen either i don't know what to tell you they're different shows they're just so like animation wise like beefs and butthead has no structure to it at all um it's just like pure chaos just very you would not believe these shows were made by the same person no it's Um. pretty incredible um i find it interesting because mike judge worked on beavis and butthead and then start working on King of the Hill, and this main character, Hank Hill, who he voices, mm-hmm. um, is someone who hates, like, MTV and modern cartoons and, like, all this stuff that he did before, and I'm like, I couldn't find anything, but I'm like, does Mike Judge regret making Beavis and Butthead? Maybe. Because <laughs> he, like, right from Beavis and Butthead gets inspired to make a show about this guy who hates the Beavis and Butthead, like, culture. Yeah, like... It's it's definitely, like, if it's not confirmed, it feels very likely that he was just, like, maybe he was, like, younger, and that's what he, like, Beavis and Butthead was, like, kind of, like, what he felt like creating at the time, and maybe now he's just, like, oh, cringe. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Uh, so, before Mike Judge worked on animation at all, Brenda, I know you know, because I, in a cold sweat, like, text you about <laughs> this one day two months ago. <laughs> Before Mike Judge, listen, everyone, Mike, Mike Judge is a physicist and mechanical engineer. It's wild. He got bored with that. in the So he did that uh, in 85 and then got bored with it. So in 87, he moved to California. He was in a band. <laughs> like for three or four months, he toured in a blues band. Um, then in, for two years, he toured with another band. He released a record <laughs> <laughs> with this band he was in. He took graduate classes in math at the University of Texas, Dallas. Oh my god. And then in the early 90s, he sees animation cells at a movie theater, and he's like, I want to do that. He buys a 16mm film and just starts making animation shorts at home. It's bananas. It's so wild. That that, that would not happen today, which I think is kind of sad, because now to get into animation today, it's like, well, how many people do you know? Yeah, and it's just like... To get into animation, it's the 
wall is built so high, like, people go to school for it for years and, like, rack up all this debt and then can't get a job. Yeah. And it's, like, it's wild to think that you used to just be able to drop out of your band and do whatever. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, also, uh, his dad's an archaeologist and his mom was a librarian. He was born in Ecuador while his dad was promoting agricultural development. Oh, my God. <laughs> He, grew, he spent his first seven years of life in Ecuador. That's like the formative years, everyone. <laughs> I, I, I'm not... You can't make it up. <laughs> you really just can't even make it up. There's like some people you learn more about and you're just like, oh, excuse me, what? Yeah, so that's Mike Judge. Uh, Greg Daniels is less... Ex- he's like a standard... like he's a, He's a writer. I don't... He wrote for SNL and The Office and Parks. He's he writes stuff. Oh, he's the creator of uh, the American version of The Office. Yes, the showrunner. Yes, specifically. Yeah, that is what he has done. Um, I'm I didn't mean to write off Greg Daniels. It's more of just like I don't like he's written a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, he has his hands in all of the pies, but the big one is the fact that he was the showrunner for The Office. Yeah, he... that's that's pretty big. Um, yeah. That list of 100 shows, there were a lot of shows that Greg Daniels had worked on, such as King of the Hill and The Office. Fingers in all the pies. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, very interesting, because, like, I don't know if a show like King of the Hill would get approved today. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what shows are coming out <clears throat> right now? I'm trying to think, like, what new... I guess, I don't know if we get Bob's Burgers if you don't get King. Yeah, I mean, I am. I know you don't like Bob's Burgers very much, but I do like Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I get it. I understand. Um, I'd say, like, maybe I would even go so far to say Bob's Burgers is my king. Oh, okay. Okay. That's All right. <laughs> I can respect that. Yeah, I just feel like the first season is very bad. But I feel like... Um, I feel like that for King of the Hill. The first, like... Okay. <laughs> it's really wild to me to think like after the first season more is made, I'm like, this is rough. <laughs> I, That's why I get r- really upset when shows get canceled before they get a second season. Mm-hmm. It's just like all of the best shows had a terrible first season. Yeah, it's I seldom watch the first season of the King of the Head. Mm-hmm. I usually um, start at two or three. Yeah, the first season of Boss Burgers is very abrasive, but it kind of shifts into more about like, it's all about like, family and like what they'll do for each other yeah whereas like the simpsons is just like how they don't work together i'd say yeah it's a simpsons is about dysfunctionality whereas bob's burgers is about like they're a family and they literally will like just fight for each other constantly mm. um you know it's like about like the episodes will take time to be like oh bob doesn't have like that great of a relationship with gene so we need an episode where like they're trying to bond with each other mm. and it's like um or, like, Linda and Louise maybe haven't spent a lot of time together, so we'll do, like, an episode where they have to, you know, be... And it's, like... But all of them would literally die for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I, <laughs> so. I feel like that's why, like, I don't know if we get that without King of the Hill, because they're... Yeah. Before their big hit animation show was The Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. And everything around King of the Hill is, like, American Dad, Family, Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. horseshit. <laughs> um, yeah. That are still just about, like, dysfunctionality, essentially. Um which isn't interesting. The fact that King of the Hill is grounded, they look like people, isn't about dysfunctionality, mm-hmm. and doesn't do bits, are all like... the. F- it's very clear why Fox put someone like Greg Daniels on the show at first, is because that's not their formula. Yeah. 
Not at all. Um, down to the fact, like, King of the Hill for the first, like, half, the first, like, mm, sort of up to seven, season seven, there is some stuff in the middle there. Uh, they grow the characters, including aging them. Like, Bobby has two birthdays. He turns, he ends up turning 13 in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, characters change, like Luann, uh, one of the season finales, the Megalomart blows up. Luann's boyfriend's in it and dies. And from that, Luann becomes, like, a different person. She Mm -hmm. has this trauma, she goes through it, and at the end of her healing, because she, like, is healing throughout this, like, whole season after, um... She realizes she doesn't want to... She's in, like, beauty school, and she realizes she doesn't want to do that. She wants to go to, like, college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's, like, a different character. And that's not something... Especially animated Fox shows did. Because they want to show stuff in syndication whenever they want. They can't have, like, plot lines. Yeah, especially, like, with animation. Like, with, like, sitcoms. So, compared to, like, say, The Office, where, like, people do grow because they're actual actors mm-hmm. that are going to get older. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, animation never has that progression Mm -hmm. and the fact that king of the hill did that is like really cool and it's definitely like something that i wish would have stuck around because like you know bob's burgers doesn't do that so eventually you lose interest because like nothing changes right ever and Um, it's to the point like i know back when i was a i was a family guy kid please forgive me i've changed we all have our sins. Uh, back when I was a family guy kid, like they they would just make a. There was an episode, remember that ended, and they made a joke about it. Like, well, like I think like someone died, something happened, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Next week, it all go back to normal." Um, and I'm like, "Yeah, but I hate that. Like it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's weird that that's what they want to latch onto because I know they're thinking about syndication and like being able to put everything everywhere for whatever money they want. You know." Mm-hmm. But it's like, what's driving me to want to watch a new episode? Then, like, I'll just see it. Yeah. Especially in like a digital age, I don't know how they're doing, but I'm like, I'll just see it whenever. Like, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. Yeah, and even with like you know, as much as I do enjoy Bob's Burgers, I haven't watched it in uh, probably like over a year, mm-hmm. maybe two years, just because like the episodes that I like, I really like, but like now there's so many of them, mm-hmm. and like nothing ever changes. Mm-hmm. You just get tired of it. Like, if there's never any any forward progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so around season five, uh, five and six, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels had less involvement in the show. This Greg Daniels is mm-hmm. working on The Office. Um, I forget what Mike Judge is working on. He also, Mike Judge goes on to make, like, Silicon Valley. Um, and he also made the movie Idiosyncrasy. Idiocracy? <laughs> Not Idiosyncrasy. That is something else. <laughs> Mike Judge invented the idea of idiosyncrasy. I know you thought it was older. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. He time traveled. How? Don't ask. He's a scientist. Don't forget, he's a physicist. He knows how. He has all of the secrets. I want to interview Mike Judge, but only talk about mechanical engineering. <laughs> like people like think like, oh, we're going to talk about like King of the Hill, right? Or like Beavis and Butthead. It's, it's like, Mike no, Judge, it is all you, about mechanical Could you explain the hydrogen collider to me? <laughs> so how did the... Flimmer Flam and the uh, Horfferdorf um, coexist within the same plane of existence. <laughs> Mike Judge, I would like you to please explain thermonuclear physics to our audience. Uh, take your time. Please. <laughs> and t- please keep in mind, I don't know what bread is made of. <laughs> it's carbs and star- starches. <laughs> I know, I added the butter, 
And it tasted good. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so season five and six, they're not around as much. Um, And they eventually come back to work on stuff for season seven to, like, refocus the show. Get it back on track. Things have gone wrong. Basically, get it back on track, uh, essentially. The reason they weren't around for much of season five and six is they started having creative differences among the groups working. Mm. Uh, Mike Judge started to think the writers were focusing too much on, like, mocking Hank, and, like, the writer room at that time was a lot of college-educated college graduate writers from coming into Hollywood. Um, uh. And he's like, they're just not... He's like, they're not getting it. Um, so he was, like, working on it less and less. And, like, he, he is the voice of Hank, but he was, like, not pleased with how it was being run, you know? Because he was not... Yeah. At that time, he was not the showrunner, um, which is interesting to think about. Like, not all the time when people create a show, do they say the showrunner the entire time? Uh, mm-hmm. They still get their creator credits, and they still get their producer credits, but they may not be they'll sign off on stuff. They'll be like, is this okay? And I don't have time to look at it. Sure. Um, but in season six, they had episodes. I couldn't find out which episode specifically. They had some episodes, Brenda, they had to rewrite after the animate, the animatics were done. Oh God. Um, that's like pretty far along. And in season six, they, they fired the showrunner at the time before production was even finished. So Greg Daniels came in and like finished season six and then stayed on for season seven. He was just like, okay, all right, you've broken this. Um, you've taken my baby and you have dropped it <laughs> onto the rocks at the bottom of Thine Cliff. Um, in a King of the Hill DVD commentary, Greg Daniel said he felt that it was his main job to make sure every episode would build up to an epiphany or emotional relation for the characters, which is why he came back to help refocus the show for end of season six and season seven, because... He, I mean, he helped make these people. Like, it, it's... Yeah. When you are a creator who, like, makes media content like this, like TV shows and cartoons and movies, like, you you put a lot of work into, like, each character you make. Yeah. Um, Like, I can't tell you, like, the work I've done on just, like, tabletop role-playing characters I've made, I've made, like, word maps for them that are that will never come up. <laughs> <laughs> like... I'll be, like, writing, like, a fan fiction, and I'll be like, okay, I have to develop this underdeveloped character, and then I'll just, like, go write this whole, like, big backstory for, like, a scene that's gonna be, like, maybe, like, 500 words. (laughs) I did that just yesterday. (laughs) Jesus. And and so it's, like, I can understand, like, being worried. So Judge and Daniels, season seven, they're like, let's let's show these kids what's going on here, and then leave it to them. Um... So the episodes, again, Daniels came in. Daniels did the more, like, broad themes and, like, plotline stuff. And Judge came in to figure out better scenarios for Hank to be in. Um, and they kind of, what they left ended up becoming a formula. And that's, like, the rest of the show is, like, mm. Hank is in some common sense situation. And there is some outside force from, like, the Northeast or something, you know, that's, like... Uh, parent giving their eight-year-old myspace or something and hank's like an eight-year-old shouldn't be on myspace and that parent's like you're just a stuck-up and he's like i just don't think an eight-year-old should have the internet you know it's something like that um yeah like just very basic and that kind of became the formula was like it that became like hank's wacky job of the week how homer would always get like a weird job hank would have like some weird situation that you're like 
I agree with Hank, but also, like, this person doesn't... This is, like, a caricature of a human. <laughs> yeah. Not a real person anymore. Um, and they also got rid of a lot of, like... The show is so character-driven and, like, character study, but they started making some key changes to characters and even, like, getting rid of stuff. So, like, Peggy's mom throughout the whole show was, like, a neurotic housewife who Peggy related to. Mm-hmm. Even in some flashbacks, like, she just looks like Peggy. Yeah. Um... And then when you meet Peggy's mom, finally, it changes that. So Peggy had always been from Montana. Mm-hmm. And then she moved to Ireland. But it changes, like, there's they create a plot hole because it's like Peggy's family never left Montana. It's like, well, then when did Peggy come to Ireland, question mark? Yeah. Because um, she met Hank, like, in whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Peggy's mom, instead of being, like, a neurotic housewife, becomes, like, a hard-nosed, like, mean cattle rancher who has never loved her or, like, cared for her, when it's, like, we actually know that she was a housewife who was a lot like Peggy and neurotic and, like, kind of coddled her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, a weird plot hole. Um, Luann just goes back to doing hair. Like, she drops out of college and becomes, like, a hairstylist. Um, Boring. Bill... Uninspired. Bill gets a girlfriend, because he had a... He just starts dating Khan's mom, Leoma. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's in the episode they start dating... And then he mentions her for, like, two episodes after, and then she just disappears. Huh. Um. Eh. Yeah, and so, like, it did a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, there's also other plot holes that I've, that I've noticed, like, uh, there's an episode where in Hank's co-worker Enrique is mm-hmm. having marital disputes with his wife. Part of the dispute is, yeah. like, their ha- like, their kids are all moved out, and so they are, like, like, you don't see what they're going through, but it's, like, the story of, like, their kids are gone, Ooh, do we like each other? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and that episode <laughs> goes through and they end up getting re- reconciling and whatever. Um, cause you see it through Hank's point of view. So he's like seeing it at work and like Enrique's trying to hang out with him and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Later on, Enrique asks Hank to speak at his daughter's quinceanera. Now, wait a second. <laughs> no, no. Wait, one Excuse me. Wait a moment. Um, excuse Wait one second. <laughs> there are three different episodes. Where Bobby becomes a homemaker. There's an episode early on when Judge and Daniels are still around in season five, four or five, where Bobby's in mm-hmm. Homemake and he becomes like a great homemaker from Homemake. He like learns how to cook really good and makes the ha- like, and Hank is like at first not into it and then really loves it because he's yeah. like, oh, you can give your mom a break and this food's really good. Later on in the show, mm-hmm. they do a similar plot where Bobby becomes like a cook of some sort. Where there's one where he starts baking, and Hank is like really upset, and I'm like, it is already established that Bobby can bake, and that Hank is into it. But yeah. these the people who took over from Greg and Daniels, from wow, from Greg and Mike, uh, <laughs> g- they gave a lot more into Fox's demands of like no shows having continuing storylines or character growth. Jeez, that's like absolute nonsense. Like because like. Having growth is, like, kind of what brings people in continuously. Exactly. That's, like, the um, most... And there's still some, like... I feel it watching it all the way through. I'm like, but they're still different people. Like, they are reacting yeah. different. Like, when Hank meets... um, Even when Hank meets new people, he, like, engages them differently than when he did in past episodes. Yeah. Uh, But they even, like, they even stopped aging Bobby. So it's weird because time moves forward because, like, they get cell phones and... Like, time moves forward, but they're still, like, in middle school. <laughs> yeah, the technology is changing, but 
nothing else is changing. Like you couldn't make them for you couldn't make like you don't have to be fourteen in high school. They're old middle schoolers. Like they just turned fourteen late or so, or early or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Just like the beginning of the show has clear progression and like age, like, mm-hmm. but it's like then that's it, that's and then it? they just don't no more advancement. I'll never be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> I will be young forever. Brenda, I would like when we hit thirty this year. We both turned thirty this year, everybody. Uh, we do. It's very. Near I would. For me. <laughs> I would like that to be where our seasons stop progressing through time. Yes. And we please. just stay thirty forever. I stop aging forever. <laughs> I am thirty, and I am a vampire now. I guess. Well, think about how much space we're gonna get in our Twitter bio when you can just say thirty instead of twenty something. But then we turn. I just. Then we turn thirty-one. <laughs> you have to say thirty something. Yeah. I, I just bit the bullet and I put 29 in my bio because I realized I did not have my age in my bio and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh god. I think I put uh, I put 20-ish as a joke on the show Blackish. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are, how old are you? I'm in my 20s. <laughs> I am technically in my 20s. How about you? Still, 29 is 20s. <laughs> well, it's like, the, it's it's like just... the tail end, right? Because like when you first turn 20 and you're meeting like seniors and people who graduated college like how old are you and you're like i'm in my 20s <laughs> yeah but now it's like saying i'm in my 20s just disingenuous <laughs> because i'm actually almost 30 <laughs> i'm actually only two months away from being actually legitimately 30 so it feels like i lie like a sham like i'm like hello fellow kids <laughs> i'm one of you <laughs> like hello fellow 20 something talking to some 22 year old i am also a 20 something <laughs> It is me, a 20-year-old. <laughs> they look at me and they're just like, are you really 20? Because you look, you've got some bags under your eyes, ju- Sam. And the, I'm the like, soul inside you has died long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, eh, just you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Much like King of look, the Hill, I am, I am on my the last rodeo. <laughs> That's not true. 30's not that old. No, it's 30 is going to be fucking amazing. I have a feeling. It's going to be great. Hopefully. I can't wait yeah, to I come mean, into the world in a new decade for myself after pandemic's over. Yeah. And it's going to be like, I'm going to, you know, sometime this summer, hopefully, I'm going to get that vaccine and I'm going to uh, go go hang out with Austin. It's going to be great. And we're going we're gonna to sit on Austin's lovely back porch. It's really nice. There's a table there. Yes. Hang out and just talk and not have to worry about i just want to be able to watch space jam to electric bungalow with you i know me too it's like i can't just watch it alone i can't it won't work it won't but i also if i don't watch it immediately everyone will be like bombarding me like brenda have you seen space jam brenda you've seen space jam brenda, Chris, you see space- we have to okay i'm gonna say this and we'll get, i'll get back to king of facts yeah we have to make a drink for watching Space Jam that's called Mike's Special Stuff. Yes, we got it. Okay, so what would be in Mike's Special Stuff? Do we have any, do we have any, I was going to say canonical reference, like Michael Jordan's on a real human. Has Michael Jordan ever spoke of drinks that he likes? Yeah, I'm like, is there any, uh, we should have, my friend Allie um, is good at making mixed drinks, so I should be like, Allie, I need you, I need you to make a Mike's Special Okay, so I typed in Michael Jordan favorite, and I got favorite cigar and food. So I think his favorite drink is a is a scotch. Okay, so it has to incorporate scotch. All right, okay, we got the base. Okay. All right, the base is a, is a scotch base 
and uh, put some sparkle water in Why there. Why do we know this? Why, who, <laughs> who asked him? Who was like, Michael Sherman, what do you like to drink? Scotch. <laughs> his favorite drinks are is scotch. And he, his favorite drinks are scotch and Gatorade. And his favorite snack is Pop Rocks. Oh my god, is this cocktail scotch, Gatorade, and Pop Rocks? Oh my god, no, wait, it is. That's the, that's what he he said his favorite cocktail scotch catering Michael Jordan are you okay Michael please don't put that in your body wait 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 this is like, this is, this is like when I was drinking a lot of apricot brandy mixed with Mountain Dew like <laughs> so Michael Jordan's out there somewhere having a scotch Gatorade pop rock what is wait 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 <laughs> and then you just add in some sparkle like the sparkles in there so it looks like uh like that um that sparkle uh, vodka oh yeah uh, or is it wine sparkle wine it's wine um vanique and there you go so it looks like space there you got it that's um <laughs> that's the cocktail we're gonna drink during <laughs> space jam 2. we're gonna be 30 and that's gonna give us a tummy ache so bad yeah pop rocks and gatorade are you kidding they're gonna have you're gonna have sugar poop for like a day. <laughs> but you will have a lot of electrolytes, so maybe you won't get a hangover. Maybe. Michael Jordan was sitting so. in his house one day looking at his Gatorade stockpile, I assume he gets for free from somewhere. And like, I gotta get through all this Gatorade. And looked over <laughs> at his bottle of scotch and was like, You've done it again, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> By Jove. And his, Michael, you've his done children pitter pattering through the home, the giants that they all are, I'm sure, were like, Father, have you seen our pop rocks? And he was like, You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> he just like rips over the package and dumps it in. <laughs> and it, like, the pop rocks are just like popping out of his mouth, and he's just like, Oh, yeah, this is my drink. Do you think this is actually his favorite drink? Or he's like, How many people can I get to mix pop rocks, and Gatorade, and scotch? Gatorade and scotch is bad enough, and then you add in the pop rocks, and it's just like that can't taste good. That can't taste good. Holy shit! There's no way that can taste good. No, absolutely not. The drink of but (laughs) apricot brandy and Mountain Dew does taste very good. Oh (laughs) god! That's what I was drinking during the Conan movie we watched. (laughs) The drink of choice on King of the Hill is Alamo beer. Okay. Um, it gets pretty... They go to Alamo Land. There's, like, a theme park in the setting called Al... It's, like, it just becomes a parody of itself, which is weird. They yeah. go to Alamo Land, um, which is weird to think of, like, it's a family theme park, like, kids are there. I'm like, that's like sending a kid to Beer Land. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's parks out there that are exactly that's like fair. that. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, so many... Por- so... Oddly enough, King of the Hill, they all love sports on the show. King of the Hill was a show, it was the top of the animation block for Fox, so it usually came on after major sporting events. Oh. So much of season nine was unaired that it became most of season ten, because so many sh- games went overtime. Oh my god. Um, season ten was going to be the original, se- the final season, but with that happening, they had a lot of episodes on order still, so they got to make more. Wow. Um, so seasons 11 and 12 are very short. Like, they're, like, 10 and 11 episodes each or something. Because they had so many se- episodes of season 9 to put into season 10, and then they had these 20 episodes on order still. They kind of were, like, stretching out getting more seasons. 
Yeah. Um, the show had good ratings through seasons ten to twelve. It even went up in Nielsen ratings in that time. It went from it went from the hundred and twelve spot for season eight to one hundred and five by the end of season tw- twelve. Wow. Um, so it's doing good. It, it isn't hitting the numbers it had when it first started, but like. No, even, you could look at, like, Steven Universe, and Steven Universe probably stopped playing the numbers it did from, like, season three. Like, that's just the lifespan of a show, because it's, like, um, I'm sure even Brenda used to it with comics. Like, issues one, two, and three probably are, like, crazy. And then uh, issue four, everyone's like, eh. Yeah, it honestly drops off after one comics. Um, And that's just, like, how we intake media. You, You check it out, you're like, I'm into this. Uh, Especially for King of the Hill, how they stopped having a through line for you to follow really it makes sense that people are like i can watch it whenever it's in the syndication like you know it doesn't matter yeah um abruptly though in 2008 it was canceled even though ratings were doing good like out of nowhere they're like we are canceling the show um while they're in they are in their 13th season that's why um fox eventually ordered two more episodes so they could get a finale mm-hmm. and they're like we will air the rest of the season and then fox decided what they were actually going to do is air an hour-long special, which was, like, one 30-minute episode and then their 30-minute finale. So there were four episodes that never that did not air during the original runtime. They aired in syndication. Oh, that's weird. Um, so now if you watch it up on Hulu, because Hulu uploads by air date, there's the finale and then four episodes after it, because they aired during syndication later. Oh, weird. So it's very jarring to watch what's clearly a finale. It's, like, clearly a finale. Yeah. And then there are four episodes then, that are just, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. There was an anime that did that. Like, it had, like, a very definite... It was, like... It's a very dark anime. But anyway, it, like, had a very definite ending. Mm-hmm. And then it had an OVA <laughs> that was, like... That was, like, listed as, like, another episode on the DVD that came after the ending where, like, everyone who had just died was, like, back. And it was all about just, like, everyone being having crushes on each other. And I was just, like, what the what? fuck? How messed up is this anime? I was just like, I okay, all right. <laughs> um, Keena Hill almost got moved over the ABC because uh, Mike Judge was over there doing The Good Family, which is another animated sitcom. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they can't all they can't all be <laughs> king of the hell. Um, Not everything's a winner. But ABC announced ultimately they didn't they had no interest in picking up another animated show, so it was gonna be gone. Um, do you want to know why it got canceled? Yes. You know what else got announced in 2008? Hmm. Is it another animated show? It is. Is it Bob's Burgers? It's not. It's The Cleveland Show by Seth MacFarlane. <gasps> which did... Oh, that looks really great on the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the, pe- the, the levels love that. That's great. Could you feed them more? I probably really fucked up my audio there. <laughs> um, it is The Cleveland Show by Seth MacFarlane, uh, which did Gross. take over King of the Hill's spot. And you know what? I didn't look it up. I don't even know if that show's still running. It was bad. It was so bad. It was offensively... It is offensively bad how bad the Cleveland show is because it is made by a white dude about this black family and it's trying to be funny and every joke just feels racist because you're like, he's not black. Yeah. They should have kept... Should have kept King of the Hill. It's wild to think that there could be a universe where, like, King of the Hill is still going. Yeah, the Cleveland show's not even running anymore. Yeah, Cleveland Show like had like one pilot episode and it funked so <laughs> horrifically that like Fox just called up Greg Daniels and Mike Judge and was just like, "Hey, we, we messed up. This is this is not. Oh, we we fucked up big like, time." Please. The Cleveland Show should have started, and they had Cleveland and 
his son, who Cleveland Jr., who we know from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And they show, like, the rest of the family, and, like, the little kid should have, the little kid has, like, a black scent, and, like, he should have talked, and then we should have been like, we need to turn this show off now. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, and that's, that's how, that's how most people think we lost King of the Hill. There's also a lot of, there is some infighting between Mike Judge and Fox over his movie, uh, Idiocracy, because mm. they also, they, like, 20th Century Fox, uh, distributed that movie, um, they sat in that film for, like, three years, it seems. Wow. And then it never got... I didn't know this. It never received a major theatrical release. Really? It was originally supposed to release in 2005, August, is what Mike Judge says. It came out of September of 2006 to seven cities and never screened for critics. That's absolutely wild. Um, a lot of people think Fox wanted to keep their contract obligations on the film, but didn't want a large audience to see it. Oh, Ooh, um, I don't like that. Mike Judge, in a 2017 interview with the New York Times, said it was because of a there were negative test screenings for the film, and he added that Fox subsequently decided not to give the film a strong marketing push because the distributor believed it would develop a cult following through word of mouth and recoup its budget through home video sales like his previous movie, Office Space. Well, Office Space came out a lot earlier, yeah. and um, in a time where DVD sales were a lot more prevalent <laughs> than 2000 what eight yeah. are we in 2008 now nobody bought dvds in 2008 yeah um and idiosyncr- idiocracy does have like a cult following now um that is pretty much what happened but it is not great to make something and then be like we'll release it when we feel like it and also like the, mike judge told people like told them that's what he think was happening because he doesn't know they didn't tell him what the plan was um studios and execs everyone i don't know if we said it enough on this show i feel like we say it every week they do not talk to creatives they do not tell them what's going on they have their intricate plans and nobody else gets to know what they are you'll find out when it's out like everyone else it's It's like (laughs) it's like you're waiting for the second coming of the christ it's like when it'll happen oh you'll know what do you mean you'll know (laughs) they're like wink You'll know. I don't think I will. I don't think I'll know. You haven't told me. <laughs> I need a little more information. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been multiple talks of potential arrivals. Uh, in 2017, uh, there was a talk between Mike Judge and Greg Daniels and Fox execs about a revival that came out. In 2018, Mike Judge said that... Uh, if he was to revive the series, you know, he would include age characters of being older Bobby, like he knows what he would do. Um, in 2020 of last year, March 20th, 2020, Greg wow. Greg Daniels revealed that he and Judge had even had an idea for a reboot and a whole season planned already. Um, hey, Fox, let them do it. Yeah, they've been, they keep honeypotting them, like, every so often, like, Judge or Daniels will be on an interview for something else, and it, King of the Hill always comes up. King of the Hill was such a phenomena. Like, yeah, the interviewer, like, if I got to interview one of them, I wouldn't be able to help. Even if it was for, like, Greg Daniels is making the fucking Gold Booster show. God, that'd be funny. <laughs> um, my, it, We'd be, like, talking about Gold Booster, you know? And I'd be like, so I have to, I legally have to ask you about King of the Hill. <laughs> We're mostly going to talk about King of the Hill. Mike like, Judge... Gold Booster... <laughs> Mike Judge got asked about it at, like, a Beavis and Butthead reunion at Comic-Con. <laughs> Someone was like, you want to talk about King of the Hill? <laughs> I'm actually just here for King of the Hill. 
I couldn't care less about Beavis and Butthead. Um, and then everyone in the audience just agrees with this. Like, yeah! <laughs> there, is, there is now an established King of the Hill universe. There's a new yeah. show on Fox called Bless the Hearts. Yes! Okay, okay, so I have a story about this, actually. Go! I was hanging out at local Grand Rapids Bowling Alley mm-hmm. a while ago. Me and my friend who worked at local Grand Rapids Bowling Alley okay. at the, that time. I like how vague and this is. It sounds like you're a spy. Don't don't change it. <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting there, and, like, they have TVs on, and, like, I just kind of, like, squint, because, like, there's a Megalomart, and I'm oh, like, yeah. huh. And then I'm like, is it King of the Hill on? And then it, like, switches to, like, this whole different animation style, and I'm just, like, I squint further, and I'm like, what? And then my friend notices, and it's just like, huh, what? This isn't King of the Hill. And then we had to look it up, and to find out that, y- yes... <laughs> It takes place in the same yeah. universe. It has nothing else in nothing common. Nothing else. Literally nothing else in common, everyone. Like, not not even remotely. It's an animated Fox show that they decided was going to take place in the King of the Hill universe that now exists, I guess. Um, they just didn't want to have to create another Walmart. <laughs> the two people that work, that made the show, the story editors, worked on King of the Hill. Um, mm-hmm. But Mike Judge is not involved in Bless the Hearts, nor is Greg Daniels at all. They haven't written anything. They're not on it as producers. Like, no. <laughs> they were just like, we'll have the Megalomart. That's it. That That's just, it's just more of like, there's a King of the Hill universe. And you know what else is in the King of the Hill universe canonically, Brenda? Oh, I know. It's in the King of the Hill universe canonically. The Silver Surfer, everybody. Surfer. There is yes. a Lost Media episode of King of the Hill, which is wild to believe. Because Brenda, everyone, is all about Lost Media. I love Lost Media. It is wild to believe um, that a show as recent as King of the Hill has a Lost episode. Now, it's unclear if it's a full episode or just a series of bumpers yes. of some of which are lost. Because we found two of the bumpers. Yep. So, before we get ahead of ourselves, this is a it's a short in which, uh, a series of shorts or something, mm-hmm. in which Silver Surfer is one of Hank Hill's neighbors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is... <laughs> and, <laughs> And all the bumpers are like, Hank is trying to get the Silver Surfer to trick out his board with propane. <laughs> um, at some point on Fox Kids, they ran, confusingly enough, ran a King of the Hill marathon. Yep. In which um, Fox Kids characters, I guess, were featured in bumpers alongside um, the King of the Hill characters. So I think we found a couple, like there's like two of the Silver Surfer ones mm-hmm. that are out. And supposedly there might be more, but um, Fox Kids is like a channel that is just like absolutely rife with lost media because absolutely just no <laughs> just, one cares. They just did. <laughs> I, hey, we're back to our old friend Saban. Uh, Saban. <laughs> hi, I'm Saban. Just like, they just made, he's like, will this make money? I'll make it. Yeah. This, this is in the period of, like, late stage Fox Kids, like, very close to the end of Fox Kids, yeah. when Haim Saban, who was, like, affiliated with them, was just, like, importing a lot of anime, some anime that, like, maybe should not have been, like, uh, done for, like, a child audience, such as Escaflone, which ran for several years, I've just learned. <laughs> so, and also he tried around the same exact time to bring Detective Conan to Fox Kids, and then figured out pretty quickly he couldn't do it. <laughs> there was just no fucking way. And if you don't know about what happens in the first episode of Conan, 
Bonk. Um, a guy on a roller coaster gets decapitated. Oh, I thought you meant the bonk. The bonk is pretty graphic. <laughs> the bonk is not the most graphic part. Someone gets decapitated on screen on a roller Brenda, coaster. I am a 30-year-old and- American. I am so desensitized that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the bonk is the chillest. There's, like, barely any blood. But previous, like, a half hour previously, they're on a roller coaster and a guy gets decapitated. And in... Uh, in the, the cut that we saw, they censored out the blood, so it's just like a glow. But let me assure you, it's there's a lot of fucking Hey, hey, I just went on a quick comment inside, but that fucking kid watched a guy get decapitated and then chased strange-looking men alone in the amusement park. He deserved what happened to him. What were you... <laughs> what What was he possibly fucking... He's like, I'll go detective them. To, like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah, he, like, saw... Like, someone gets decapitated on a roller coaster... Right behind him, directly behind him, to the point where he gets blood on his face, and he just hops out of the roller coaster and just starts solving the case. And then he sees these two guys who are not part of the decapitation, being suspicious, and leaves his girlfriend to go run off and figure out what they're doing alone, and gets hit in the head and turned into a child. It's <laughs> absolutely wild. Also, these people also also these people hit him over the head. And they're like, "Now we'll kill you." What are you? Yeah, they're what, like, what are you doing? Wait, 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 wait. Like, can you imagine being their boss or something? <laughs> this like crime syndicate, and they're like, yeah, this kid followed us. So we hit him over the head. Oh, okay, good. And then we killed him. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they, they use an experimental toxin that's not supposed to leave any traces, I guess. So <laughs> they just they're like, well, we'll test it, I guess. And then, <laughs> hey, did you, did you bring that very expensive experimental poison I sent you out to go gather from that amusement park drop off? No, we had to use it on some kid. Hold up. I need you to run that back. Excuse me? You you did what? Yeah, we killed a kid. We thought, we, thought okay. we would test it. Did it work? He seemed dead. He see You didn't bring... You didn't make sure he was dead. He just left. <laughs> did you bring it's... the bot? The body's like in the car, right? No, we left it there. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill you with a gun that I know works. <laughs> like, there's... Just... Guy who like twice later on down the line in the series just like decides like I don't feel like like getting like my um uh, my fellow evil guy out of this building so I'm just gonna um shoot him in a helicopter <laughs> twice. <laughs> he does this twice. It has no repercussions. <laughs> to the point where everyone else in this organization is just like yeah I don't very much care for Jin. <laughs> he's the, he's the worst. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry I talked about Conan again. Oops. Uh. Everyone help me bully Brenda into doing Kona in 2021. We won't be ready for it, but she's not either. Uh, yeah, so canonically... Well, I should have done it last week, because last week was the 25th anniversary of the anime. Wow, you really goofed. And I was like, I really bit the big one. Uh, you really proed your pain. <laughs> Back to King of the Hill. Guess what Hank does? Yeah, he sells propane and propane accessories. Yeah, so his... So... This is what we know about the King of the Hill Silver Surfer debacle. Yes, Sometime yes. between some, this is again lost. Sometime between 1997 and 2001, King of the Hill aired on Fox Kids with certain episodes that were either edited to be more appropriate or they found to be more appropriate. Two of the episodes reportedly are the son that got away and now who's the dummy? Um, now who's the dummy? Bobby gets a like ventriloquy ventriloquist dummy. Um, off the dome, I don't remember the son that got away. Uh, it's unsure if this was for all the Fox Kids or certain episode or certain stations that got Fox Kids. They, yeah, the whole like 
because Fox Kids was both like an actual 24 hour channel, wasn't it? And then also was just run on Fox Station. Yep. It's it just, it, I was trying to figure it out the other day and I was just like, this is wild. Yeah. It, 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 the only thing that is known is that it at least happened in the upper Midwest and the South where people are reporting that this happened. It aired around the same time as the Silver Surfer animated series. So they had these Which is- <laughs> they had these bumpers, and it was called Fox Kids Heads for the Hills Marathon. That's that's the where these bumpers aired. Um, it is believed that there is a full episode featuring the Silver Surfer that is edited together with other footage from previous King of the Hill episodes to make this episode where Silver Surfer moves in to try and get kids interested in King of the Hill. There is no evidence of that episode that we can find besides people swearing they remember it. Um... Mm-hmm. And there is no evidence for why they would have done this. There's no... It doesn't make any sense. At this time, King of the Hill's doing well. I don't know why they're trying to market it to kids. It just seems very baffling that, like, King of the Hill, which we've previously just, like, explained, does not appeal to children at no. all. Um, like, I guess, like, The Simpsons is, like, in a weird gray area, which also is not, like, appropriate for kids, but was marketed heavily towards mm-hmm. kids. Uh, Bart Simpson was, like, the spokesperson for... Uh, Butterfinger BBs. He was. We remember those. I do. Um, every day. Um, there were Simpsons video games, Simpsons merchandise for kids, and it's like so. Like it was a heavily like act like I forgot a word advertised mm-hmm. <laughs> for kids. Um, King of the Hill. No, nothing. There's nothing appealing at all. Yeah. There's no like bright colors. It's just a sitcom. This is like if like they tried to air The Office on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> their audio everybody <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> I, wait all i can see now is phineas looking into the cameras in front of the office and it's horrifying because his head should not look like his like dorito head facing forward just like jim facing into the camera there's like a phineas and ferb crossover episode with the office michael's like aren't your kids a little young to be working in paper products yes Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's just like, all right. Dwight's like glaring daggers at them across the... Oh my God, Dwight and Candace team up. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Dwight and Candace 100% team up. Holy shit. Right. Um... That's all we know about Fox Kids Heads for the Hills. There's some promos we found. There's a supposed third promo that was made for Mother's Day featuring Peggy, maybe. Um, There's also, like, talk of, like... So no one's asked in interviews because, like, this media, they... Like, Hank says Silver Surfer. And we know Mike Judge is the voice for Hank Hill. And no one's asked him, hey, did you make an episode of King of the Hill where the Silver Surfer is his neighbor? Yeah, no one's asked him this yet. And it's like... We have the power to do that sometime in the future whenever we can, like, go out in public and, like, go to conventions where he's at and ask him. But it's, like, they brought him into the booth to, like, do those lines. Mm -hmm. So there's a chance he might remember. There's allegedly, like, audio of, like, of a promo where Peggy's in the the promo as well. So, like, that's at least two talents. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you ever wondered, like, what my Q&A question for Mike Judge is, it's... Uh, so I gotta ask you about this fucking Silver Surfer bumper, my dude. (laughs) 
I just, I got it. Do you got a film reel in your house that's like the Silver Surfer episode? Because right now, canonically, Silver Surfer is Hank, was at one point Hank Hill's neighbor, which means Hank Hill also exists in the Marvel universe that is ever-growing. Hank Hill Marvel movie when? When. I mean, it's like, uh, Fox is owned by Disney now, so, and Disney owns Marvel, so uh, they both exist within the same circles, so this is 100%. A crossover, which can happen. So <laughs> Hank Hill, Marvel movie. When? I expect to see Hank Hill and WandaVision to sell her propane. Frankly, with yes. I don't know what WandaVision is gonna be tomorrow. It's tomorrow for us, everybody. Uh, oh God, that's I don't tomorrow. know what it's gonna be. Not... I wouldn't. Ooh. If Hank Hill showed up, I would be like, sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, okay, this is WandaVision. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you have to say about King of the really Hill? King of the, it's kind of that's it. I, I love King of the Hill. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Um, Austin knows every like most of the characters in King of the Hill so well that when they send me text messages like in like characters' voices, I can hear it so distinctly. Yeah, there was some bullshit on Twitter last like a few months ago that was like Hank Hill will be a Trump supporter, and I have no. a thesis. Long, like we do not have time to get into it here. I could give you an hour-long soliloquy on why Hank Hill would never do that. You have, you, you, you yeah. fucking chut. And someone's like, no, no, be Dale. I was like, no, D- Dale doesn't support any politician. <laughs> yeah, Dale would, like, maybe, like, get into, like, conspiracy theories, but we came to the conclusion that Dale would, like, start out, like, pretty insufferable and then, like, do, like, a full 180 <laughs> circle, like, right back. <laughs> well, because he would be like, if the conspiracy gets too big, he's like, well, clearly the conspiracy is a conspiracy. Like, Dale would be like, no, no, no. <laughs> The government made QAnon to, just, like, fucking keep us off their tail for, like, and then it'd be, like, some wild shit. He's <laughs> like, they can't talk about but, it on the news, Hank. That, like, that's how you know it's totally ill. Like, Hank would be like, oh, boy, I gotta go talk to Dale, Peggy, about this uh, QAnon business. And then he'd be like, so, Dale, there's been a lot of talk on the news about this deep state. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Hank, if the deep state was real, they wouldn't be on the news blabbering all about it. This is all a clever ruse by the aliens to keep us off their tail for the invasion of 2024. And Hank would be like, well, all right then. And Dale has a mask on through this whole conversation because, like, very briefly he starts out, like, being an anti-masker and then he's just like, but wait, that's just what they want me to think. And then he's like, he's like all, like, hand sanitizer and, like, six feet apart and he's, like, got, like, a visor on and a mask. Dale's Dale's in his hazmat, like, bug exterminator outfit across the street, like, shut (laughs) Bill, don't come a single <laughs> step closer. And Bill's, like, in his house. <laughs> Dale builds, like, a bubble for his home and, like, has a detailed protocol for picking up their takeout. Yeah. No one takes the pandemic more seriously than yeah. Dale. Hank has to remind, <laughs> has to bully Bill into putting his mask on properly. Um, he's, he's got under his dumb yeah. <laughs> Boom Boomhauer is just, like, Boomhauer is an enigma. I don't know what Boomhauer's doing. People, they start to wonder where Boomhauer is. <laughs> they, they just don't see him. He just disappears. And they're like, Boomhauer? Where'd you go? He shows up again one day, like, Boomhauer, where are you? And he's like, dang all man, I was dang all that, the, uh, you know, the Mima dang, dang all the quarantine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, I love King of the Hill so much. I want, I, I, get- I want new, I, it would be, so, new King of the Hill would be so good. I... Listen, everyone. Aged up Bobby Hill? I don't know what they think they would do. There's somewhere out there. Bobby Hill is 32, throwing it back for kind. 
I was like, when WAP came out, when WAP came out, I was like, somewhere Bobby Hills is, is playing the song for Connie, throwing it back hard. Oh, yes. She's like Definitely. studying for her second PhD, and Bobby's like throwing it back in her face. <laughs> God. Anyway. I want that. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, if you watch it on Hulu, just know the series finale is... Is sirloin with love, and then there are four episodes that don't make sense. So if you want to watch it more realistically, jump ahead when you get to sirloin with love. Watch those four episodes, then go back and watch sirloin with. So you get the full experience. experience. So you're not like me watching an anime in which most of the characters die and then are thrown straight into an episode in which everyone's okay and has crushes on each other. It's such a it's such a good series finale too because it's so it's so good. If you haven't watched it, Brenda, I go watch like just that episode. If you've seen enough, like you've seen enough, and I've told you enough, King of the Hill, that like it'd be a good episode. That one, yeah, like from what and the episode I've yeah. seen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> from what I've seen, I've managed to like glean like you know the gist of the characters. That one and um the episode where Luann gets married to Lucky is very good because a lot of a lot of reoccurring inside characters we met earlier in the show come up like even there is mm-hmm. at one point there's a sex worker that lives with he- pink wow peggy and hank um <laughs> pink pink uh like she should like there's a lot of characters <laughs> that i'm like oh yeah then like it's it's really cool because it creates this narrative of like off camera they've cut connections with these people mm-hmm. so nice it's a great show i love you bro i love you too yep oh wow my heart is so full I love it. Well, I hope everyone has a nice day. Yeah, this uh, this is coming out on a on inauguration day. Uh oh. So I hope this has been a good hour and a half break from that, everybody. Yeah. Sorry to everyone. Hope it's going okay, but I'm not optimistic. Um. So if you need a break, that's what we're here that's for. That's what we're here for. Do we? So. Do we uh, I think that's it. We don't. We don't. We got. We gotta find that document. <laughs> Which document? Do we have stuff to tell people. Oh, I forgot to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> One second. I don't know if we're keeping this in, everybody. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Um, I, I'll try to remember next no, week. No, it's fine. Um, Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. It's arbitrary in the way that, like, one, you can, you sound like you can see it that yeah. well, and that's just like, oh, I got There's done, no I got done yeah, for the day, I'm getting undressed. Whereas, like, if that were in, like, some, like, small press conference, or something, I wouldn't, like, think twice about it all because yeah. it's Batman's fucking dick. Yeah.